Welcome to the Sober Fanboy. I'm your host, John Jeremy. Today, we have our friend Ali back for part two of our interviews with some students in the mental health field, Moon, Olivia, and Danielle. Hey guys, how's it going? My name is John. I'm your host for the Sober Fanboy. And uh, this is a special episode because I've never done this before. This is a second part episode, and we're continuing from the last time. So if you want to check out episode one, just check the episode before this one. Um, we have my friend Allie back. Say what's up, Allie. Hey, guys. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, Allie's just going to... Uh, I guess recap everything and uh, introduce uh, her classmates who's going to be on this episode. Hey, so um, last time I had my peer mentors, Emmett and Angie on, and it was, we started the conversation just talking about mental health. Um, And Olivia Moon and Danielle and I are all a part of, we got a full scholarship to um, Westchester Community College and as part of that, it's through Catherine Davis Scholars mm-hmm. um, and, the, and the Catherine Davis family. And um, as part of that, we had to pick a community service project. And um, that community service project is by being on this podcast and talking about um, different mental health and addiction issues and just like coming up with the conversation and just talking about it because there has been a stigma uh, towards it. Um, so yeah, so uh, there's Moon, Olivia, and Danielle, and um, I guess uh, John, you can ask them about like you know how we did it last time. Um, but mm-hmm. yeah, that's about it. Excellent, thanks, thanks, Allie. I really appreciate uh, you recapping everything. So uh, my guests have never been on here before, so it's pretty conversational free-flowing obviously i want to know a little bit about you guys so i'll just go down the line we got three guests here so we do have moon olivia and danielle so i'm gonna just go off can i moon do you want to um introduce yourself say hello and and maybe tell uh you know people what you're studying to start off with yeah um i am moon um I am at the moment at Westchester Community College. Mm-hmm. I I study math and computer science. Cool. That's awesome. Thanks. Um, and uh, so what what made you want to be involved in this project, Moon? Allison was the leader of the group. Um, at the Catherine David Scholarship Program, mm-hmm. and um, uh, I, I quite uh, her speech was quite impressed me on me um, because she explained you know how how many people um, have difficulties, especially after the pandemic. Mm-hmm. Um, so I think it's quite interesting issue for many people at the moment and um uh, i talked to her if i can join the group yeah uh, so yeah oh that that's really awesome you know i really as ali was saying you know that they chose this for the uh you know community service you know the fact that you're coming on here and able to share a little bit with us is excellent service in my opinion 
um, all you guys, everyone coming up here and being able to share a little bit of what, you know, um, is what you're doing to help other people. And this is exactly why we had this podcast, because I wanted to be able to not only uh, express myself create creatively, I wanted to also be able to, you know, at some point, maybe be able to help somebody with at least something that I was doing. And now I have a platform and I was able to have you guys come on here. So thank you so much for that. Um, do you have any any like coping mechanisms that you would suggest for people that are struggling? I think um, to have good relationship with other people is a, it can be kind of a coping skills mm. against um, depressions or other um, mental health issues, mm. but also at the same time exercise regularly mm. or um, have um, hobbies with other people, share how the hobbies with other people can be another method to cope with depressions and other mental health issues. Yeah, I I completely agree, you know, with all those. I think, uh, you know, I wished in school um, they would have taught a little more of that of, of health class just to kind of, have, like you said, communicate, you know, being able to communicate with people, uh, maybe what, what would be like unhealthy ways and healthy ways of that communication. Um, when you said that, that's what I thought of, like, oh, that those some learning skills, like, you know. Even though I loved my, even though I loved, you know, my science and stuff like that, I really wish they would have taught a, a little bit of, you know, skills like that, that um, sometimes even I could speak for myself, I wouldn't know really how to communicate as well as I thought I did. And even back then, like even a couple of months ago, um, I was talking to a friend and I realized that I didn't know, I didn't know that I was not communicating as well as I thought I was, you know, because I had talked about somebody that. Uh, at that time was kind of harassing me and I had to block them and I felt some type of way about it. and after talking with my friend in recovery they had mentioned um, if I had spoken to the person I said no I haven't spoken to the person directly and they said well you know not for nothing but the person's not a mind reader you know they can't read your thoughts and and uh, they don't know what you need so you know it, it you know it'd probably be a good idea to express your needs to somebody and I didn't know that I wasn't expressing my needs. So communication between people, um, although it seems kind of like it's common sense, uh, it's not It's not really as much as people would think that like, at least for myself and my own experience, that I didn't know that I wasn't communicating with uh, with people as, as I thought I was. And then I ended up hanging up that phone and, and calling that person to tell them how I felt about it, what I needed from them, and try to communicate and learn how to do that so I'm more aware of that and you know so thanks for sharing that as well with the exercise because I'm big into exercise too I think that like you know all the chemicals and things and and taking care of my body you know is one of those uh major things as well as the hobbies I love uh I love like talking with people that are into music and comics the way I am so hence the show so well thanks moon I'm gonna move on to our next student over here olivia how you doing can hi you... gario good i'm great i'm excellent can you tell uh our audience a little bit about like yourself and what uh, what you're studying um i um my major is fashion design and technology now mm. 
and I'm from um, South Korea um, three, four years ago. Excellent. That's um, awesome. Yep. <laughs> <laughs> That's awesome. How do you like it here? Yeah, I I love America, and actually, I got a vaccine the Moderna yesterday. Mm. So it is kind of painful now. <laughs> oh, yeah, I heard about that. I get my first shot on the twenty first. So, huh? <laughs> yeah, I'm excited about that. But I heard um, I may be getting a little sick in between <laughs> shots. So. But that's great, I, you know, getting vaccinated. You're doing yeah, your part. Yeah, right, right. You're doing right, your part to, to help, you know, with this mm -hmm. whole pandemic. I mean, right. I, I mean, um, how is it for all you guys right now, like going to school or or, or during this pandemic? Like, how has how that affected you? Um, actually, my major is fashion design, so I need to sew something, and I I need to make my design and some clothes so i should go um to school once a week mm -hmm. like thursday yeah so i should take the covid test once a week or me um every day like every week mm -hmm. <laughs> but um the other classes are all online so it is kind of um comfortable to me <laughs> Yeah, it's uh like more at your leisure. You can get on class, you know. You know, you don't have to get changed really. You can just yeah, go right, right. <laughs> That's awesome. That's really great. So, why did you want to be involved in this project? Um, I got the opportunity to do a team project through the um Catherine W. Davis Scholarship mm -hmm. from WCC. Mm -hmm. And among them, I met now team members like him. So um, the reason that I enjoyed um, involved this team is um, I thought mental health is both philosophical and scientific and sometimes fictional because we can't see them. So um, if we foreign get hurt while running, we can see blood flowing because of broken arms or some hurt in our leg. Mm -hmm. So visible wounds are surprisingly simple to treat and we can realize the pain immediately. But however, mental health is invisible and it is hard to recognize immediately. That is um, a dangerous sign. So we are indifferent to our weak or sick mental health for various reasons, such as um, our own values or so other people or some normal standards that we've run and carelessness. So sometimes indifference treats our mental health, mental health, but we have to pay more attention to our minds and so at least once, everyone becomes depressed or um, discouraged and sometimes considers suicide and is overly um, conscious of others. But all of these things are not strange behavior at all, I think. But however, in order 
for us to live healthier and happier, I think we need to pay attention to how these symptoms came out and how handle them. So that's why I involved this team. Yeah. Wow. Thank you so much for that. That was really excellent. I really admire, you know, that that response because everything you said is exactly how I feel. I've been a big advocate for mental health uh, for a while. I believe um, the mind and everything inside of it is it, really that's where, it, it, you know, if I have a soul, it's in there. You know, everything that I have, like everything that makes me me and how I act and how I think and how and then, right. you know, comes from that. So I think that you're 100 percent right now. And I'm glad that, you know, I'm actually I feel honored <laughs> to have you guys. Uh, on on this podcast because you guys are the next generation of people that are gonna come and be of service and help people like me and you know my my family or if I ever have kids you right, know help right. them because you guys you know are coming and bringing a, a whole new perspective yeah. like that perspective of you it's like you said it's easy to see it uh, mm -hmm. uh, uh like you know I can gauge my 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 blood pressure, right? You know, I can gauge, yeah. you know, my pulse. Right, I can see right. if I'm like, but like how I'm feeling on the inside, how I'm feeling in my brain, how I'm feeling, um, those things, you know, how I'm handling them, why I feel this yeah, way. Yeah, that's know. true. You said also something that I found very interesting, Olivia. You said that, um, that some of these things are normal, you know? Yeah, it's really hard because, um, when we go to school and when we read some books, they set some normal standard, but it's too hard to each other to make them. And yeah. it's different each other. Yeah, yeah, everybody. You know, what's normal? Um, my therapist said he didn't like the word normal, so he was going to say what's common. So mm -hmm. he, he started to use that. And when we use certain words, they tend to, you know, they, they tend to be more accurate. Like, yeah. uh, you know, so what is normal for one person may not be normal for another person. But I guess, for example, what would be common if I said is, you know, is it common? Does everybody shoot heroin? Mm -hmm. uh, that seems to be not common. The common person yeah. doesn't seem to shoot heroin. So now right. we get into the realm of like, okay, well, this person is shooting heroin. You know, before they even take the heroin, why would they even consider going? Uh, trying to do right, that so, right. like you said uh you guys are really you know you're meeting you're meeting the people where they're at you know uh mentally and and i think emotionally i think the emotions are also part of mental health yeah you know? right that's true yeah that's so excellent do you would you suggest are there any uh coping mechanism you would suggest for people who are struggling with certain yeah things? sure um actually when i came to america to study um three four years ago mm -hmm. I was very depressed for a year, like changing culture and difficult foreign languages, like English, the other people like um, prevented me from communicating each other. Mm -hmm. And I was often trapped in depression or other thoughts, like not studying or doing what I had to do instead of them. Like I was depressed. I was just in my room or something. And I've also taken medication for depression, but I found myself just trying to rely on medication instead of only working at first. Hmm. And 
mean, as I become willing to overcome myself and available to hear my family's advice, um, I tried many ways to overcome depression, like running or go outside or read some books, watch uh, funny videos. Mm-hmm. But among them, I'd like to recommend the easiest way we can do it anytime and everywhere. Um, before going to bed, hold any notebook and pen and write down a total of six things. Just write down three things that I was thankful for today and other three things that I regretted or I wanted myself or hoped um, someone to fix today. And um, at first, I had nothing to write and I think I wrote the same thing over and over again for a few days. But at some point, I looked back on my day carefully to find something to write about. And I could face myself, like depressed myself or wrong myself. Mm-hmm. And I could feel the great, um, gratitude of my life by thinking about the um, trivial causes and moments. And I could know exactly where I should fix them. Um, of course, it is most effective to try and find the right way for each other people. But I wanted to recommend the simplest and easiest um, task to overcome and fix some depression. Like, write six things. Yeah. Wow. That's awesome. Th- th- that's incredible. I, I, I honestly, like, I never even thought about that, uh, you know, with the, I with the writing down part because I write down or I say three things that I'm grateful for today but Mm -hmm. the other part actually brings it more full circle you know the three things (laughs) that I might have regret or not liked that I've done or or, or what what happened today because yeah being able to take that type of inventory on a daily basis it's simple but it's very insightful for the human for the mind to see like you know what didn't I like, you know? Um, mm-hmm. And I think because sometimes um, in my experience with talking with many people in recovery, um, whether they're recovering from substance abuse or uh, something emotional or mental, like, you know, codependency and something that has nothing to do with chemicals or drugs um, and seeing how mindsets work. Sometimes some people are prone to just be negative, And then other times, like when I'm just trying to be positive, I ignore uh the things that I, that hurt me that I don't want to look at right that, like what did upset me today what did I regret what did I you know did I get a resentment towards something today like three things that's really insi- that's really insightful Olivia I really uh, appreciate that you know totally. yeah even though I'm not um depressed that much than before mm-hmm. but I still write those things sometimes because because um doing um write down them i can feel like yeah i'm really thankful my day and i really thanks to um my people and some environment or some trees like that so i can find some enjoyable things around me yeah it is really helpful yeah i like every day like since I didn't want to write the same thing every day, like I didn't want to say God, <laughs> right? I didn't want to be like, oh, I'm grateful for God, you know? I would, right. I try to like whatever I was doing, I try to write three things I was doing. So it would really be like 
uh, I'm grateful. If I'm like sitting in front of my TV watching Netflix, I'm like, oh, I'm grateful for my Netflix. You know? Yeah, I'm that's true. That's for, true. I'm grateful if I'm eating while I'm watching. I'm saying, oh, I'm I'm grateful for my breakfast while I'm watching mm -hmm. Netflix. You know? Yeah, that's exactly. Yeah, because it, 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 that helps me to be in the moment, which is is very troublesome to not just anyone in recovery, but just regular people in general. If we're talking mental health right. in general, everyone has mental health. Mm -hmm. everyone that's one thing that's like you know one of the, one of the things that unites everyone that we all have mental health we all have a level of mental health how yeah. we're feeling healthy you know mentally and um you guys are are coming in tackling it and it's great yeah. i think it's awesome well thanks olivia i'm gonna move on yeah i appreciate thank you. you so much thank you <laughs> danielle how's it going hey, it's going all right how about for you Everything is going great. I'm having a great uh, Friday, um, you know, uh, just experiencing the day as it is, trying to – I have a few things to do after this, uh, you know, earlier. I'm not sure if you guys hear the news, but uh, DMX had passed away, and uh, I know that he had overdosed um, a couple of days ago, and uh, he was on life support. He was trying to – he was, he was, they were trying to, you know, resuscitate him or, or, or see what the situation was, trying to assess the situation. So, you know, thank, thank, thank you to all the, those medical people. And uh, they were having vigils outside. For those listeners that's probably been living under a rock, DMX is a, a, an American rapper that has been around for many decades. I grew up listening to DMX. And, uh, you know, he, he did have his bout with drugs. So, it was an overdose, and uh, he ended up passing away today. So that actually hit me more than I thought it did, and I usually don't uh, post anything and stuff like that. But on my Instagram, I did post something for DMX, and you know, I know Demi Lovato had mentioned something about it, and um, I think she she was talking about how you know, in gen in general, she was just grateful, like I am, grateful that I'm alive myself because I had my bouts with with drugs and alcohol, and I know she has, and. It's just a big hit to the community. So uh, I'm feeling good. I get to see my, my friends later today and talk about recovery stuff. I'm on this podcast with you guys and you and uh, talking about recovery. And I think it's awesome. But uh, I am a little saddened by that. But Danielle, uh, thanks for asking me. And uh, <laughs> do you, would you like to, uh, you know, say hello and, and tell us a little bit about yourself and tell us what tell us what you're studying? Yeah, my name is uh, Danielle. I was born and raised in New York. Mm -hmm. um, and I'm studying liberal arts, math, and science at WCC. And I'm just kind of, I'm using it to try to find what science I'm into. And after I've been doing that for like two years, I think I'm going to go into chemistry now. Nice. I, I liked science when I was in school. I'm talking about like back in the day in school i thought science i still think science is so cool and uh chemistry you know when i think of chemistry i always think of like breaking bad with the periodic table i'm in love with that show oh breaking bad is all like that's an incredible show and i'm glad they kept it short and it was just like you know it that right there like you know it's just an example of like you know just mental health right you know the guy you know it, yeah you know he starts off, jesse pinkman oh jesse pinkman that that's a great character he was already yeah. on his own like journey of just being like i guess a result of how he grew up and you know but um heisenberg you know 
uh, Walter White, you know, he was a guy that was faced with the decision of trying to help out, you know, his family. And it seemed kind of, you know, um, like a good thing he was trying to do. And then it just led him down a, a path that, like, I think, like, um, it doesn't even seem like far-fetched. So, you know, I think that's what makes it a good show, right? I think when we watch shows like that, we tend to, like, uh, really identify with the characters because put in that position maybe right it's like i don't know i mean if my wife yeah there's nothing husband... <laughs> yeah there's nothing far-fetched about it it's very realistic yeah you know that's the character development is insane oh tell me about it i love character development and if you gotta if you gotta show that like i think even in the first episode you know that's how they have to snag you right like when when you're pitching a show to like a netflix or a hulu or somebody like you know you have to have an episode and you you know the pilot episode and show these guys that like you know we got a good story and usually you could even see a little bit of you know character development and even like a, a pilot episode which is probably really important but that that's a really good show i love that show i uh I didn't get a chance to watch the movie that followed it. Did you watch the movie? I did. It wasn't as good as the show, but uh-huh. it's, it was still really good because you saw, like, it was about Jesse and, like, what he does after everything is over. And he's, like, on the run and stuff. It was pretty good. Yeah, I was thinking about checking it out. I have watched um, a few seasons of Better Call Sal, so. Um, no, I'm actually going to start that, like, tomorrow. Yeah, that's a good, to me, that's a good, it's good. I like it. I, I really do. I think it's really cool. Yeah. I did. I never like continued it or finished it, but I did watch a couple of seasons of it and it was really good. <laughs> I All love right, that. So I'll definitely be checking it out. <laughs> yeah, definitely. Plug for them. They get a free plug. <laughs> so, Danielle, tell me, why did you want to be involved in this project? Well, I want to be involved in this project because I feel like it's a really important topic. Like mental health has a strange place in our society. Because it's, like, the only disease that has such a stigma to it. Mm-hmm. Um, like, your mind is, like, this weird, complicated thing. And it can be, like, fragile and easily misunderstood. But it can still affect every part of, like, your body, your life, just everything. So if you don't, like, take care of yourself and you don't deal with your mental health properly, it can completely, like, destroy you. And then it leads to things like addiction and all that. So... Um, I feel like there's this lack of compassion and lack of like understanding and knowledge within the community mm-hmm. about this topic. So it's really important to talk about and, you know, give people suffering like healthy ways of coping. Right. Um, yeah. Right. No, that's I mean, I when when you were saying that, I was thinking of the word debilitating because sometimes for mental health, it, it, at least with my experience with my friends, most of my friends um, are on medication, so a lot of them are all suffering from different types of things that could be very debilitating. So I have some friends that are you know anti-psych meds, uh, bipolar, borderline. I have a lot of ADHD and a- you know ADD friends, and. Um, I'll just pick one out of the hat, like ADHD. You know, I have a friend, very close friend with ADHD, and it's very debilitating for them. And uh, it and it and you know, there is some stigma that comes along with a lot of things. You know, and I actually a few weeks ago, 
um, two friends that both suffer, one male, one female, you know, we were just happened to be in a group together and they were talking about it and how I thought it was always that, like, you're always up. And they talk about, no, like, they, they talk about, like, that's just a misconception. So I, myself, you know, have stigma, stigmatized people uh, with certain things without even knowing. So I'm like, oh, you know, and they, they explained to me how, like, you know, actually it's more that you're tired a lot because, you know, you are up, but then you crash and then you're, you know, uh, with certain medications and how that's working out in their body. Um, you know, they, they started to go on and started to list uh, a lot of different traits that go along with it. And also uh, one being, um, you know, chemically, you know, one one was male, one was female. So chemically uh, in their body, um, it also may react and, and come out different for, for each of them. Uh, and then, of course, you know, individual as a person. Now, like you have two guys, like it might be maybe different for them. Uh, you know, no two people are the same when they have the same thing. So I'm glad that you brought that up with the with the stigma with the with the stigmatizing because I myself, you know, am not that well educated in it. Uh, do you believe that maybe um, education and uh, just talking about it more and going out there and um, doing more outreach might help to educate people on it? You think that would help, or what are your thoughts? Oh. For sure. I mean, I think one of the craziest things about mental health is like so many of these diseases like ADHD and other things, they'll lead to things like anxiety and depression because of the suffering. Mm-hmm. And these are like one of the only like branch of illnesses that people will actually get like looked down upon for seeking relief. Like a lot of times you just don't know where to go for this relief. Yes. And you start drinking or you start using the wrong things or you start like picking up bad coping mechanisms just to make it through the day. And then people will like blame the person suffering for trying to find relief instead of actually being like, let me help them. So it's like, there's that lack of knowledge where it's like, you're really not understanding where these people are coming from. So I feel like it's really important to talk about things. You're right. I do too. We're talking about empathy, having some empathy for people because I was just speaking with my friend earlier today and I was talking to them about, you know, how, about like forgiveness and just, you know, being empathetic towards someone because you're right. Like, I don't know how it is. It feels like to go through that. And sometimes people think it's easy and, or, or they just don't know. And, you know, maybe, maybe if someone talks about it more, people start talking about it more. We start to understand each other a little more and may, maybe empathy then can grow from there because it's a little hard to be empathetic if it, because I'm ignorant. You know, and I'm I'm speaking about myself. You know, I myself could be ignorant about something without knowing exactly how someone feels and say something like, you know, all you got to do is just stop smoking cigarettes, like put down the cigarette, don't buy another pack of cigarette, you know, or saying, you know, don't be anxious. You know, you don't have to be anxious, not knowing that like their whole life, how debilitating a condition can be for somebody and, you know, being ignorant in that sense. But like if people like us and you guys you know educate and talk about it um it could help open up uh a lot of thoughts and a lot of point of views that maybe we don't know from some from somewhere else so that way i could be then empathy can come out of me like oh you know i didn't know that you know i didn't know you know that you you know you hear voices in your head and like how that is how 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 that must feel like you know how that must feel to walk around and like you know i think you know and it, and it's sad because 
yeah, if you see someone talking to themselves or yelling and screaming, like you don't know how it's like to have Tourette's or how it's like to have, uh, you know, these um, these uh, these thoughts uh, or or actual things that are happening in the mind, right? Like, I yeah, just a lot of people just like dismiss it and be like, they're just crazy or yeah. they just don't know how to control themselves, and it's like it's just because it's easy for you does not mean it's easy for them. Yeah, no, one hundred percent. I'm I'm a complete advocate for that. That whole thought process of like people think it's like, you know, it's that easy or like you know, since it doesn't happen to them, like you said, um, that you know they they, they have a solution. Like I think uh, I talked to someone else because I'm in recovery as well for codependency, and I've been in there for a while, you know. And you know, someone said to me the other day about, oh, just don't, you know, just don't feel that way. Don't worry about what people think. And I'm like, you know, that'd be easy if it wasn't a deeply rooted compulsive action of mine. It's not like I want to be this way. Um, and I'm getting a lot better. You know, we don't all heal at the same rate. And we don't all recover at someone else's pace or the pace that someone else wants us to recover. Right. So, like, that's why it's it's great to have that awareness. So that way we don't tell someone else you should be better by now. You should be, you know, like you should get, you know, you've been sober this long you should be a better person by now you've been you know in recovery for this or that or you've been taking medication for this long aren't you better like that type of talk to me is not helpful at least in my thought process you no, know? you're definitely right it's not helpful because not everyone's the same like just because one person can let go of stress or anxiety or something easily doesn't mean that someone else can do the same like our minds work different exactly we're all different and and whatever we have we, we all have, you know, we're all, we all have our own crosses to bear, as they say. So, like, since everybody's different, what do you think, what do you think is some coping me mechanism that you would suggest for people struggling, you know, that might help, that they could try out? Well, one thing I found helpful, either if I'm going through, like, something serious or even if it's just, like, mild, like, stress, you know, from school or something, mm -hmm. is I like to like organize my thoughts and kind of like problem solve because I feel like a lot of the times things can get hazy and confusing it's like I don't even know where I'm at like I don't know how to even start making myself feel better yeah so it's like I'll just sit down and I'll write down what my problems are or what's mm. not going the way I want it to and it's like okay what can I tackle like real world right now mm. you know what are some of my real stresses that I can fix in this moment and then it kind of like clears your mind because like you can solve a tangible problem right now and then like it's also good to get all your thoughts written down. And it's like, so now I understand what's wrong. And I feel like it's also a better way to understand what your real problems are. Because a lot of the times there's so much noise in your head that you can just focus on like surface problems. Like I'm feeling anxious and I don't know why. I just am. Yeah. And I feel like if you write everything down and like kind of stop for a minute and make sense of it, it's like, oh, this is the actual root of this feeling right now. And then you can address it head on instead of just letting it fester inside of you. Exactly, and that's that's where it can it can it can actually uh, get rooted in the subconscious because I keep ignoring it or I let it continue or whatever the case may be because I haven't been aware enough of what it is to be able to start to fix that issue. And I think you you mentioned something. Also, that like this is a running theme with with the you said tangible, which I like, and I like how you brought up like inventory, 
because you know I myself am part of a twelve step program, a couple of twelve step programs, and we take inventory. And it's funny that you mentioned that because in one of my twelve step programs, the first question is, "Were you resentful today over something real or fancied?" And I do that every night. And the first question is telling me, were you mad about something that really happened or something that wasn't even real? So like you were saying, like, can I make it, you know, when I write it down, I see it for what it really is, A. And then second, like you said, um, my brain is like a circus and it's just going, you know, all these things are going on at once. And when I'm writing stuff down, it puts it on paper. It makes it tangible. Like you said, it, I could see it for what it is. And then I could say that, like, you know. Let's say, for example, I'm I'm worried about where, you know, where I should move to, you know, and like you said, you know, what can I handle today? And like my first sponsor, I remember like one of my problems because I'm in recovery for alcohol and, and substance abuse. And, you know, I said, I'm a musician and I'm worried that I am going, you know, how am I going to go on tour, you know, and and like not have. Like, you know, how am I not going to take a drink when I perform or go on tour? What if I do this and that? And he said to me, first he said, where are you, you know, where are your feet? I said, they're right here. And he goes, all right, be, you know, be where your feet are. And he goes, are you going on tour tomorrow? And I said, no. And he said, okay, well, you know, let's, let's maybe try to like think more about today, you know? And I think that's kind of what I got out of what, what you just said about that, because it was like, Wow, like, yeah, what can I handle right now? Because am I moving today? No. Is it a concern? Of course it's a concern. I wrote it down. But does it mean that it's happening today or tomorrow? So maybe I could say, what's something more closely um, easier and more accessible to fix at this moment? And that would be, uh, you know, something more, like you said, more closely. I, I could put it, like, make a list and put it, sort it out and, and see what I can handle right now at the moment. And, you know, just on a sidebar, a couple of years later, I did end up going on tour, and um, I ended up making twelve-step meetings at those places. So every every city I was in, uh, I made sure to make a meeting that day, and uh, it was wonderful and great. And ended up speaking to a guy outside of a meeting for two hours in Brooklyn, Baltimore, I think was one of the places, and uh, it was really awesome. And I think I think inventory is great. I really do. Um, so, yeah. oh, anything you want to say? No, I was just agreeing with you. Like, yeah, okay. I agree with everything you said. <laughs> <laughs> Allie, you still there? Yes. Allie, thanks so much for, you know, bringing everybody on board and, and getting this together, you know? Yeah. Guys, do you have any questions for John? Um, yeah, I have a question. Sure. Um... So, like, I guess kind of on the note of what I said is, like, what is one way that, like, you organize your thoughts if you feel lost or confused? Like, do you have any methods kind of similar to that? How I organize my thoughts? Yeah, like, what do you do? Like, I like to write things down. Do you do anything else, like, different? I um I heard this thing called uh, the three Ps for me, and it was, like, pause, pray, and then proceed. So when I used to get really agitated, I would pause... And I still do it. I pause. I take a breath uh, because one friend back in the day, they, I was working at a supermarket and they had uh, they said they want to get a tattoo and they want to write breathe on it, breathe on their wrist. And I was like, why? They're like, so, so, you know, whenever I get upset, I look at it, I can remind myself to breathe, you know, and I think that's that pause. Take that moment like 
and breathe. And um, I think it's funny because I was watching a TED Talk and uh, the woman was talking about anger. And she said, you know, five things to help with the anger. And she said, do you know that when you get really upset and angry, your breathing changes? So you actually aren't taking that much oxygen inside. So, you know, a lot of people don't notice that because chemicals are physically going off in your brain. So she did suggest that you, the first thing you should do is actually breathe. And um, when I meditate, you know, breathing is almost like, you know, the, the main component of meditation. So I meditate every day. I enjoy I do it because I enjoy it now. I love it. Uh, I don't feel like I have to do it. I feel like I get to do it. I really do enjoy meditating. So I do that a couple of times a day. And breathing is a great way to pause, um, you know, and then before I pray and proceed, I, a great way to pause and to get and sort my thoughts out in the moment because sometimes I, I'm at work, you know, I'll be at work and I go a little crazy because I'm thinking of like five different things at once and I'm worrying about five diff- different things at once and then I, I recognize it. Then I'm like, I take that breath and I'm like, Whew. I'm like, John, I'm like, you're going crazy. You know, you're, you're going a little out there right now. So let's let's bring it back and focus on the breath and then realize that you're you're making up four out of five of the things you're worried about so i i I would say breathe simple answer (laughs) yeah that's really good advice (laughs) thanks um moon or olivia do you guys have any questions um yeah um actually i have a question to you Mm -hmm. like what can you say to people around you um, who are depressed or addicted? Like, I sometimes feel confused and difficult about this because I think it gives some false hope to those when I cheer for. And if I continue to sympathize with them, like depression about like hardness, I think the person will stay in a difficult situation with no change. So what's some words or actions are most effective and helpful to them do you think uh for me i believe i have a lot of experience working with the uh, and myself included um i i i suffer from general anxiety disorder uh and well i have it i don't i don't suffer from it i i have it and um and and i know sometimes i get down almost feel like depressed and I and I've experienced a lot of my friends that do have depression clinical depression and um, I talk to a lot of people that when they just coming around with recovery or any type of recovery um, I now try my best to listen I uh, and ask questions I I try my best instead of giving them any type of advice when I talk to them, I really listen and I want to know about it. So, you know, what is this feeling? Like, why are you feeling this? Why, what's going on? Like, you know, how long uh-huh. has it been going on and try to like, yeah. you know, every time they ask, every time they get down, I just, for me, I just try to more ask questions so I can understand really not even for them, just so I can understand, mm-hmm. you know, and, and usually yeah. they end up going in circles when they get to usually just talking about it really alleviates uh, even just a little bit of a little bit of how they're feeling uh I, I i i in my experience i've seen people feel a little alleviated from that just being able to express themselves without feeling like they're being told what to do and what to think and how to feel i feel that they feel more at ease when somebody's really attentive 
to their needs of them just being a human being and being allowed to be how being allowed to feel what they feel at the moment because it is okay it is okay to feel sad it is okay to feel depressed it is okay to feel these things and in my opinion and it is okay to to not always have to be up and cheerful and sunny um you know so that's that's yeah. my answer to that <laughs> thank you thank you thanks for the all question. right well um moon do you have any last questions or i just wanted to say one more thing if you don't have a question um thank you by the way the cat is do you have any um pet <laughs> no uh i don't <laughs> but this cat See, everyone, we're doing this on Zoom for the people that can't see us. So we're on Zoom right now, and uh, my profile picture is always a picture of a cat. And usually I find the these cats on Twitter. And there's this little cat that has a little hat, and he's sticking his tongue out. And I love his eyes, right? Look at his eyes. He's just looking. Yes, and, I love him. <laughs> right. And he actually looks like a uh, what they call a dwarf cat. I can't see his little feet, but I'm assuming by his by the shape of his head, he, he doesn't look like a kitten. He looks like he's actually just a dwarf, like his 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 feet may be super small. And that's actually the kind of cat I'm looking to get. Uh, actually, maybe when I when I, you know, uh, might get one soon, I'm looking into it. There's little cats that are just they have these little paws and I would really love to get one. But I, I, I love cats and dogs. I would love to get a dog, but um, they they require a lot more attention than a cat. I really love dogs, though. Uh, I love dogs. Pets really help with the uh, mental health and oh. too. Oh my goodness, we, we could talk another hour with that. Animals, and like <laughs> animals, nature. You know, like like just g getting out, like running away, just seeing the world. Like the world, I think the Earth just has this energy that could really help and cure. You know, I, I really do believe a lot of holistical things as well. You know, as well as Western uh, medicine and, and and what it has to offer. I like I like it all, you know. Whatever whatever helps a person feel better, I'm for it. You know, as long as it doesn't hurt them, I'm for it. So exactly. Do you have any? Uh, um, no, go ahead. Oh, sorry. Do you mind if I say just the resources one more time before we? Yeah, yeah. That's what I was. Uh, gonna, that's up? what that's what I was gonna ask you to if you want to list <laughs> any of the resources. Okay. <laughs> okay. Cool. So, um, for those dealing, I said about this in the last podcast, but um. For those dealing with mental health issues and you don't have a therapist, um, there's a couple resources that I have. So one of them is called Cerebral, Cerebral um, and the website is getcerebral.com, and it's on uh, Instagram too, and it's like a dollar a day for a therapist because therapists can be really expensive. Another um, resource is Talkspace, uh, which is also on Instagram, but the um, website is linktr.ee slash Talkspace. Um, and then for those dealing with addiction and alcoholism, there are 12 steps, 12 step programs available. So one of them is Alcoholics Anonymous, um, and that is at nyintergroup.org. And, um, you can also, I'm sure Google, if you're interested in other 12 step programs to be able to see what websites are available for you. Allie, thank you so much for listing those resources. And I hope that those resources can help you out or maybe any of your family members or friends or anyone close that that you would believe might benefit from that, please, you know, uh, write it down and maybe send it out and share and spread it. We got to spread all this love, guys. We got to spread all this. Allie, is there anything else uh, you want to say before we, we head out? No? 
No, just thank you to you and Moon and Olivia and Danielle for participating and being a part of this project. It's meant a lot to me. Just being able to talk about this is uh, really important. So thank you to all of you. Yeah, exactly. That's that's what I wanted to say too. And thank you to Ali for setting this whole thing up and thinking of me to be honored to have you guys, you know, do this public service. Uh, the the fact that you guys came on and 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 are able to share what you're learning and what you want to do and and how you want to help people is inspiring to me. So thank you, Ali and Moon and Olivia and Danielle. I really appreciate you guys coming on this and continue striving forward. You're gonna help so many people. Um, I heard if you just if you just help one person that you help the world. So that's really all it all it takes. If I have my hand out for one person, you know, the world is saved. So thank you guys so much for coming on the podcast. Thank you guys for listening. And uh, I hope you guys can catch the next episode and uh, have a good one. Thank you. Thank you.